Hi guys, welcome. Yeah, this is kind of new for me. I'm using the um, OBS Studio uh, right now, so I do apologize if there's any bit of a lag. It's kind of new for me and everything, and I'm using this, like I said, for the first time. Um, so I do apologize if there's a lag or something, because it's uh, completely new for me. Um, but anyway, yeah, welcome. Let me see if I can get a link going here eventually. Let me see if I can get some links. Um, well, maybe not. Maybe here I'm going to have to go to another screen here. So I can link this up on Twitter uh, and everything um, as well. Uh, but yeah, welcome to this. I said I was going to do it, and I am doing it. It is a live WrestleMania 37 overview on uh, last night's event. I mean, this past weekend's event in Tampa, Florida. Very, very unique, um, if you will. A very unique event. Uh, there's no getting around it. Very unique. And um, honestly, you know, a lot of people have come out and said that. And I, and I said this in my little review I did yesterday. Uh, basically, this was, you know, night two was not as good as night one. I think that's fair to say. I think that is fair to say that, you know, night night two was not as good as night one. You know, so. Um, and you can kind of see exactly what I'm doing here. This is basically, just to let you guys know, this is what I do anytime with a regular live stream when I'm not going like o using things like OBS Studio. Because like I said, this is the first time I'm using it. This is one of the studios that apparently... Apparently, it's related to things like Streamlabs and everything, you know, the, the places that, you know, um, Del X-Man and I think, um, you know, John Campia and, and others have been using. So, yeah, this is the um, first time I'm, I'm using it for this. I, I wanted to test it out, basically, because, you know, I, I noticed that one of the things I use, because I have a new capture card, it's the 4K capture card that uses, one of those capture cards that uses OBS Studio as a recommendation. And so I'm, I'm using it. So I'm using it now, testing it out. And I've used it over the uh, past weekend, if you will, to kind of, uh, you know, to kind of capture some footage, like game footage and everything, like Super Mario Brothers, stuff like that. So... Uh, yeah, it's, um, it's one of those situations to where, you know, like I said, it's completely new. I know not a lot of people use it, but it, it feels better, I guess, when you, you, you have something on the screen besides yourself, you know, to, to talk about things. Um, so yeah, I'm just testing it out, see how it looks. Let me know how it works out for you guys, what, what you guys think. You know, overall on it. Um, but yeah, uh, basically. Oh, I don't want to do that. But yeah, basically. But yeah, uh, basically, like I said yesterday in my. Um, review in my review of night two night two did not live up to what night one was and you can kind of tell 
that night one was that both nights were produced by different people. Obviously, it's like you could tell like somebody like Triple H or whoever was doing night one, and then someone like maybe Kevin Dunn or Bruce Pritchard was doing night two. You know, so so yeah, you could definitely tell that like there was a, a difference, um, if you will, a difference in um, in quality. So you could definitely tell that. Like I said, you could definitely tell that like there was a, a difference in, in quality and everything. So yeah, you could definitely see it. And again, I do apologize if there's any bit of lag. Like I said, it's the first time I'm, I'm, I'm doing this. So I do apologize. I think it's because you got so, I got so much on the screen. And everything, and that's why it's conking out a little bit. So I do apologize, you know, for that. Now it's saying no data, so I don't know what's going on. On so, yeah, it's 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 going crazy here. I don't know what's going on, guys. So either that, or just I mean, I, I've noticed this lately with with YouTube a lot. It's like uh, it's acting up, so. It's like, you can see right there on the screen what it's saying. So hopefully, you know, they fix this down the line. I don't know, maybe it's because it's got so much on the screen or what's going on. It might, Well, it's, I'm on Twitter, so that kind of explains it a little bit. You know, they jump around a lot here on Twitter. So it's like, oh, well, we got to do this. We got to do that. And, you know, it doesn't help. Um, just trying to link this, like I said. So, again, I do apologize for any bit of lag, you know, going on, because apparently a lot of these things, it says, YouTube is not receiving enough video to maintain smooth streaming. So, yeah, I do apologize for that. I do apologize for that, guys. And it, and it looks like they're just, what it looks like to me is YouTube is kind of catching up with itself, or it's trying to, and that's why you get the backlogs or something. I don't know. So... Hopefully that works. Hopefully they work on that in the future. Uh, but anyway, though, guys, let's um, let's talk about WrestleMania. Let, let's talk, like I said, let's talk about WrestleMania best we can. I'm gonna check something here on my uh, TV right now, so I can see how the live the live stream is going. Um, if you will. Hopefully they work on that in the future. Yeah, it's a little, a little stiff, so I do. Uh, but anyway, though, guys, it's, um... But yeah, anyway, let's, let's talk about WrestleMania here, for example. Uh, for, like, a, let's start talking about WrestleMania. And the first thing I do want to talk about uh, to start off, if you will, is I want to talk about, well, something that I've touched upon before in a video. 
you know, something I've touched upon before in a video, and I, I know some people are like, well, you know, you can't, you can't help it or something, it's just, you know, it's just how it is, and everything, and, and it looks like that probably was what it was, it was, I was on Twitter, and you know how Twitter is like quick and quick, so I think uh, recommendation to anybody that's watching this now or afterwards, Solo Monster, Just Alex or anything, if you go on Twitter, the way it's rapidly going, you need to kind of probably get off Twitter because it will take up some of your bandwidth, I think. I'm not really sure. Or it'll knock you out or something like that. Or temporarily try to knock you out. Um, anyway, and uh, oh, looks like we have a little uh, interesting thing here. Oh, it looks like we had a wardrobe malfunction at WrestleMania, and it was Dana Brooke. Yeah. Yeah, it was Dana Brooke. Let me let me show you guys. I don't know if I can pull this up. But, yeah, right right there. Right there, it says... This is on uh, Pro Wrestling MMA World on, on Facebook. But look at that. Wardrobe uh, malfunction, um, if you will. So, yeah, it looks like she had a wardrobe uh, oopsie. Not, none of her... Not her fault, mainly, because... You know, she's just trying to compete, and it was rainy that day. It was very rainy, and uh, yeah, it was probably not the best of conditions to, to have, you know, to, you know, have a match where, like, a lot of talent comes in at numerous occasions and competes. You know what I'm saying? Um, anyway, though, yeah, let's, let's talk about Mania. And again, first thing I want to talk about is something that I, I did a video on you know, recently, and that is the fact, um, that, that is the fact that, well, let me, let me put it to you like this, I did a video, where I talked about how fans nowadays, that more casual fans, more casual fans, was starting to take notice, um, if you will, of things, uh, of what the hardcore fans had to say. They were starting to take more notice of it. They were starting to be like, oh, well, you guys complain too much and everything and, and all that. And, you know, I, I get, you know, that everybody has a, a right to their opinion, you know. I'm not going to, I'm not going to fault them uh, for that. I'm not going to fault them, you know, whatsoever for that. But, um, you know, it's, it's, it's not, it's not entirely, you know, their fault, um, if you will. Because they're just giving, they're just giving their opinion, is what they're doing. They're just giving, you know, their opinion on what they feel and believe is right right now or what they feel is not being uh, utilized correctly here in wrestling you know they're just giving their opinion you know that's all they're doing they're just giving their opinion on you know what they feel is right and not right in wrestling one of the people that's been getting uh, criticized uh, lately is being criticized or two people I've noticed being criticized lately um, if you will yeah, basically when you go into multiple windows here on, uh, when you do a live stream, especially with new software, 
when you're testing out new software, it's a little different. Um, anyway, though, uh, getting back to what I was saying, there's two people I follow here on YouTube and on Facebook and on social media and Twitter and all that. And those people are... Um, I'll bring it up right here. You can probably see this. Is just Alex or um just Alex, formerly Deluxe Man. I'll bring up some images, maybe if I can find those. Let's see. Oh, I gotta go here. Yeah, Alex here. Alex. Um, uh, late and uh, recently. Doing some of his live streams. Like this here was his most recent live stream from last night on WrestleMania Night 2. And Alex, this guy, overall, first of all, I recommend you go check his channel out, which is Alex's World, just Alex. He also has Alex Reviews Everything, his secondary channel, where he reviews uh, a lot of things not wrestling. Like one of his top video series right now on Alex Reviews Everything is his weekly review of a lot of the Disney Plus MCU shows. So check him out if you want. Check him out there if you can. Uh, but anyway, like I was saying, Alex here um, had been getting recently doing some of his live streams over the past week or so. Had been getting a lot of, I wouldn't say harsh criticism, but it's the kind of thing that's like you can kind of tell the difference between legit, you know legit wrestling fans, like more than casual, you know, soft, hardcore, hardcore fans that end up in the super chats, you know, in the live chats doing these live streams that talk about wrestling and agree or maybe give a difference of opinion or slightly disagree or whatever. You can tell the difference between them and the casual fans or even the trolls. And I've noticed that with some of his streams recently that he's had some of those casual fans or trolls that are basically, you know, just, I, I, I just get, feel that he's taking things way too seriously. Like they're saying, man, that basically to them, it's like, man, you should just sit back and enjoy the show. Stop complaining. And here's the thing, just like I said in the video, I believe, you know, just like they have a right to tell Alex that, Alex has a right, along with those that, agree with him or slightly agree with him or maybe slightly disagree with him or whatever, you know, he has a right to his opinion. He has a right to say what he wants. You know, basically what I'm trying to say is he has a right to say what he wants and, and you know, on how he feels about something. And if he feels something is not good, he will say it. Or if he feels something is great and it lived up to expectations, maybe, uh, you know, over exceeded them, he will say it. But the problem is... The problem is, people just don't understand that. They don't. You know, they just don't understand that. That all he's doing is giving his opinion. That's all he's doing. That's all he's doing from his, apart, from his I would assume, apartment complex. I'm not really sure that he lives, with, lives in right now. And correct me if I'm wrong, um, Alex. But basically, he is just giving his opinion and he makes a living by doing that. He makes a living by doing that. But he's not the only one. Because I did watch both of his reviews, and they're very good. Check them out. But the other person 
I noticed that got criticized. In fact, I was surprised he got criticized doing his review that I was just in the process of watching before going live myself here, um, if you will. I was kind of surprised that, you know, he got criticized himself, was this man, and I'm going to bring him up right now. This man, Jason Solomon, Jason Solomon, uh, Solomonsta sounds off. This guy right here, Jason Solomon, who also does color commentary for House of Glory along with JD from NY206. Jason Solomon, this man right here. Matter of fact, let me see if I can get a more recent picture. More recent. Twenty-four hours. These are all basically images related to his podcast and everything. Okay. So let me see. Let me see if I can do a past week deal. Okay. That's not going to work. Past month. Nope. Yeah, there he is. There he is. This guy right here, he recently did a review with Chris Van Pleet, which, by the way, hashtag, let's, by the way, let's, you know, get a hashtag of just Alex, Chris Van Pleet, or Chris Van Pleet, interview just Alex, or interview Deluxe Man. Let's get that going so that, you know, Alex can get on there to give his own opinions. But this guy here, I'm going to see if I can open the image. I don't know if I can open the image. Oh, here we go. Open image. Okay, this guy right here. Alex. I mean, not Alex, but Jason Solomon. This guy right here. Who basically... Basically, uh, that yeah, this guy right here. With the glasses and everything. Who always gets mistaked for Orange Cassidy. I don't know why. Looks like him. But this guy right here, uh, Jason Solomon, was doing his did his review last night on uh, WrestleMania thirty seven night two, and he was giving some appropriate. He was giving he was giving basically some respectable criticism to Michael Cole, because you see, for some odd reason, and I'm someone that was a fan of Michael Cole, still kind of am. Uh, I was, but basically, I'm someone that was a fan of his. When I started re-watching WWE, WWF, WWE. Um, and, base, and I think he's a pretty good announcer. I think he's come a long way. But, but everybody has an off day, right? Everybody has an off day. And here's the thing. And excuse me for a second.
Sorry about that, guys. <laughs> you see, you kind of uh, probably heard a little bit of the conversation there, but that's kind of what I deal with a little bit. And that kind of goes back to what I was talking about um, when I did some channel updates and everything and why I you know, had some videos come out you know, throughout the week that I had done earlier. Basically because of that, you know, you know, it's not, I mean, I mean, it's a good thing that she calls. It's a good thing she calls to check up on things. Let me know she got there safe and everything. But yeah, she goes straight into a talk mode and it's like, holy smokes. You know, it's like, you can't, you know, you can't get away from, away from it or anything like that. So it's just one of those situations. And again, I do apologize for any lag that's going on. Uh, but anyway. Anyway, like I was saying, um, Jason was doing his review last night as well, and I was watching it this morning while I was making up my bed here, and he was reading off some super chats. He wasn't reading them all off. He was just reading the ones that he could just, you know, briefly catch while he was reviewing the show, because he usually reads the super chats, and if he's in the mood, he'll take calls and all that as well. And so what happens is that he notices somebody um, commenting on the Super Chats, because here's what here's, here's the thing, getting back to what I was saying, because um, like I said, I've been a fan of Michael Cole, you know, and I, thought, and I believe he's, you know, gotten better throughout the years, definitely improved, and there's no doubt, but everybody has an off day, everybody has an off day, however, however, if you've been doing this profession for as long as Michael Cole has, and you've been calling numerous WrestleManias since freaking WrestleMania 15, if you will, then you shouldn't be botching anything. You shouldn't be botching any calls that you make. And Michael Cole did a abundant of those this weekend. I wouldn't say a lot, but just abundant, uh, just enough of an abundant of, or I should say, he did abundantly enough. That's what that's what I'm trying to say. He did abundantly enough. To where he got criticized. Heck, Corey Graves had to basically get on him last night. He said, don't worry, Michael Cole. I'm going to save you from the internet this time. Because he screwed up on calling a move. During the Sami Zayn-Kevin Owens match. He basically called a Mishinoko driver. A Mishinoko driver. If you will. That was made famous by Taka, by Taka Mishinoku. He basically... He basically flubbed calling the Blue Thunder Bomb, which Sami Zayn um, did it later on. Or well, Sami Zayn is known for using, and he did later on. He flubbed the Mishinoku driver, the Mishinoku driver's name, by calling it a Blue Thunder Bomb. And Corey Graves, I think this was like legit, you know, on the fly improv improvisation. He had to basically. You know, catch Michael Cole and say, hey, I'm going to save you from the internet tonight. I'm going to help correct you on that. And that's what he did. But it wasn't the first time. You know, you know, the night before, he missed the call on the three count during the main event between Bianca Belair and Sasha Banks. Where Bianca beat Sasha, not beat Sasha, but where Bianca beat Sasha to become SmackDown Women's Champion. He said, oh, she kicked out. Count of two. No, it was a three. It was a three. And I think he did some other flub like earlier that night too. But then, it, but then last night, he didn't just, you know, flub the uh, calling of the Mishinuku driver by calling it a blue thunder bomb. 
He called the free, he called what we saw at the beginning a box-like structure. And a lot of people pretty much got on him about that. Because what it was was a giant jack-in-a-box at the center of the ring. It was at the center of the ring, and the way this was done, and the reason this was done, I should say, is basically Bray Wyatt, the fiend Bray Wyatt, and Randy Orton were kicking off night two. So the entrance for Bray was, you see him coming through this fiery-like tunnel, you know, the, with his burnt version, you know, the, uh, burnt, the burnt to a crisp fiend, if you will. The, the look of the fiend that nobody's a fan of. Well, obviously, Bray Wyatt and WWE heard people and said, okay, fine, we'll put him back to what he was. So what do they do? They have the burnt fiend walking through this tunnel, and all of a sudden, through the, through the magic of technology, suddenly flames engulf him, he walks through the flames, and he's back to the old fiend motif. You know, he's all cleaned up, like you know, Jason said, all cleaned up. He's ready to go on a night, not go have a night at the club, right? And then Alexa, then the Firefly Funhouse music plays. Out comes Alexa. You know, and she turns. She turns the crank on this big old jack in a box, and out pops the fiend. And then the Fiend, after posing a little bit, dives off the box onto Randy Orton and the match commences. So anyway, though, getting back to the Jack in the Box, Michael Cole called it a box-like structure. And this is where, again, you know, a lot of people like Jason here were, and I think you can see the picture depending on how you view this, Jason here was getting cr- well, Jason was criticizing Michael Cole. And to get back to this man's uh, live, uh, super, uh, live stream that he did last night, his review, he basically was, basically he had somebody show up in the live chat. I don't know if somebody was super chatting him or it was just a regular live chat. It might have been just a regular live chatter. You know, a regular person, non-donator in the live chat. And he basically told uh, Jason Solomon, he advised him, don't be so harsh. And Jason's like, what are you talking about? What's, what's so wrong about, you know, what, what's so harsh about what I'm saying? What I'm saying is the truth about what Michael Cole did. And this, again, goes back to what I was talking about in that one video and the same thing with Alex, and I'm sure JD from NY206 and everybody else has had, even OTRS Central has had. And that is the fact that now you're starting to get more casual fans noticing or taking note of what's going on. They're starting to notice what people like Alex is saying, what people like the Schlag Daddy, Jason Siegel of OTRS Central is saying, what Jason Solomon, Solomonster Sounds Off is saying, with JD from JDNY206 is saying, they're starting to take notice, and now the and by taking and by now, and by the fact that they're now starting to take notice is what I'm trying to say. By now seeing, you know, them taking notice of what, you know, these guys are saying, you know, now they're coming out and basically trying to tell them, look, enjoy it. It's not legit. It's not real. Get it through your minds. 
or something like that. Basically, they are trying to tell these guys that have been, you know, doing what that have been a huge part, a huge part, mind you, of the YWC, the YouTube wrestling community, for a long time, coming on here on YouTube and giving the opinions and criticisms, positives and negatives on the wrestling business and what they loved and didn't love. Now, all of a sudden, you have these, you know, these casual fans showing up, casual fans, semi-casual, whatever the case may be, showing up and telling them, don't take it so seriously. Don't be so harsh. Oh, just sit back and enjoy it for what it is. Not understanding that each of these guys grew up in an era where they know it's not legit. It's not, how's the word go, not that real. It's choreographed, whatever the case may be. They know that. They understand that, and they show the appreciation for things that they feel are great. But when they see dumb crap happening, they're going to call it out. And they have a right to. They have a right to. You know, they have a right to come out and call, you know, companies like WWE, AEW, you know, New Japan, you know, Impact Wrestling, NXT, which is part of WWE anyway, they have a right to call them out, if you will, for any BS that they feel, you know, just, you know, isn't good. I mean, The Fiend losing to Randy Orton last night not just got the irate ire of them, of this guy here, of this guy here, if you will. Let me let me get back to that. Sorry. But not only did he get the irization of this guy here and of Alex and many, but it got the irateness of every single fan. It did. It got the irateness of every single fan when that match was over. And they have a right to criticize. They have a right to criticize the botchiness they saw during the tag team turmoil match on Saturday night. They have a right to call out the botchiness that they saw during the match that resulted from the tag team turmoil match. You know, the, they have the right to give their opinions and criticisms because they have been doing this for years, for decades. I've been a subscriber and a follower of OTRS Central since they freaking began. Since they were originally known as the Off the Ropes Show. Since, you know, since they were known as the Off the Ropes Show, since it comprised not just of the Schleg Daddy, Jason Siegel, but of Mr. Rout, of Triple T, of B-Rad, but then the other members like Mike Johnson and Metal D. And now you have, you know, Jeff incorporating his animals like Summer into his reviews to make it more entertaining, showcasing that she's a huge Roman fan. These people, in my opinion, have earned the right to criticize and give their opinions on when they don't like something. Or when they feel somebody is botching crap up. 
And for someone like Michael Cole, who I am a fan of, I like his work. He does the best he can. He can work with anybody as his, you know, his commentating partner. Whether it's Jerry Lawler, whether it's Taz, whether it's Jonathan Coachman, or in this case, Corey Graves, or Samoa Joe. He can work, or Byron Saxon. He can work with that person, and, it, and the chemistry is perfect, or near perfect in my opinion. But... Like I said, for somebody that's been doing it for as long as Michael Cole's been doing it, he shouldn't have to result in botching what he says. He shouldn't. He shouldn't be botching what he says. He shouldn't. Anyway. Anyway. The fact of the matter is, you know, these guys have a right to say what they feel and how they feel. They have that right, okay? You know, just like I have a right to talk about my overall thoughts on this event here, WrestleMania. Just like I have my opinions to give my thoughts on this. And again, overall, the two nights were good. The overall two nights were good. There is nothing bad at about the overall presentation. Yes, did they have... Yes, did night two not live up to night one? Absolutely. But in the middle of the event... It started to pick in the middle of night two. It did start to pick up. I mean, you have just Alex. You have Alex, if you will. Alex coming out. Alex, let, let, let me bring him back up. Let me let me bring him back up again. Let me bring him back up. Okay. Let, let me let me bring him back up. And I don't know why it does that sometimes. It just does that lately. But let me bring him back up. Let me bring him back up here. Let me bring that guy back up. Okay? Let me bring him back up. Alright, here he is. Yeah, I should get a bigger picture than that. Let me let me see. If I can get a better better picture. Go back and play more.
me, it's not going to work. Anyway, because I can find them again here. Yeah, it looks like you got to combine his name, I guess. I don't know. Yeah, there we go. That's a better one. But this guy here, Alex. What was I trying to say? What was I trying to, <laughs> totally forgot what I was going to say there. Um, God, I just forgot what I was going to say. <laughs> uh, I forgot what was... Yeah, but uh, Alex here. Oh yeah, that's what I was gonna. I got it now. Alex, I'll tell you, I'll tell you how much this guy's earned the right to give his opinion and stuff. He, like OTR Essential, likes to make things fun, right? So as I was saying, night two picked up in the middle, like by the third match, it started to feel like this was mania. What Alex did for night two, and he did it somewhat for night one, is he took basically certain matches, and for the fun of it. Just said, I'm going to snap my fingers and we're all going to forget these matches happened. So he did that on Saturday for the tag team turmoil. He went, one, two, three. There you go. What tag team turmoil match? I don't know about any tag team turmoil match, do you? And he did the same thing last night when he came to what happened with The Fiend and Randy Orton and the tag team title match that resulted from the turmoil match. He went, when I count to three, snap my fingers, we're going to forget those things ever happened. They don't exist. One, two, three. What what Fiend and Randy Orton match? Or what what ta- women's tag team title match? I, I, you guys must be, I must have been, you know, dreaming or imagining it. I think we're all imagining it. Because what he did, and even Jason, in a way, kind of, I, I'm not sure if he saw Deluxe Man's review yet, but I'm sure Jason, oh, I'm sure Jason was kind of smiling because it's ironic. Because even he said that when we got to this match between Kevin Owens and Sami Zayn, this is when it felt like WrestleMania started. WrestleMania Night 2. And it did. I will agree it did feel like that because it picked up. Now look, like I said, the tag team match between, you know, for the women's tag team title, I thought was good. I thought it was alright. You know, you know, by de facto, Tamina and Natalia were the faces. So, I thought it was alright. I thought it was good. Um... You know, so that was, so I thought that was an all right match. The The first match, again, is like, you know, it makes you, you know, it, obviously it didn't make anybody in Raymond James Stadium happy or anything. It did not make them happy. N- neither did it make anybody watching on Peacock, WWE Network, pay-per-view, legit pay-per-view, or even anybody on the, on social media. So, you know, to them... You know, so to them, they don't know what's going on there. But to a lot of people, this is when it felt like the show actually started. And these, and again, like I said, these two had a great matchup. And if you're a Ring of Honor fan, then you ended up getting two classic Ring of Honor matches in a WWE ring on WWE's grandest stage of them all, WrestleMania. That's what you ended up getting. Congratulations. You got what you've been waiting for. And, you know, they both delivered. They showed why these guys were good. You know, 
So anyway, though, getting back. So anyway, though, like I said, by the time this match happened on night two, this is when everybody felt like it really picked up. Did it drag a little bit, you know, throughout? Well, this match didn't, and neither did the Nigerian drum fight. Neither did the U.S. title match. And neither, and believe it or not, even though it was slow-paced, neither did Oscar and Rhea, in my opinion. I mean, yeah, it wasn't at the level you believe they could get. It wasn't at that level. You know, I will agree on that. But you got to remember, this is the first time they've worked with each other. And they may have gone over what they were going to do. But, you know, it's one thing to go over what you're going to do. But it's another to actually go out and do it. So the chemistry probably wasn't there just yet. But these two have, they have the potential to have great chemistry if given a little bit more time to work with each other. But yeah, overall, again, I had, overall, I do agree, night two of the, by the third match is when night two of Mania really began, or really became, became felt, or felt like a WrestleMania, and especially the triple threat lived up to everything everybody expected. Now, was everybody pretty much right in the fact that Roman would win? Absolutely. Uh, because you want to establish his dominance, and the story, I will agree, plays out, you know, in an aftermath way, it plays out perfectly because you can have both Daniel and Edge bothly blame each other and they blame each other by basically saying, you cost me my match. You did this, you did that. And maybe one of both accepts the blame. Like, maybe I should have let you win. Then that way it would have been just us. What I see coming out of this is we're going to get a rematch. But I think what's going to happen is, you know, it's going to be different. And I think they're going to add the stipulation of elimination. Thus, if you eliminate Roman from the equation by maybe double pinfall, whatever the case may be, then, you know, one, you don't make... Here's the thing. You still make him look strong because it'll take two guys to eliminate him from that triple third elimination match. But the thing is, you'll finally get down to what you've been wanting. And I think that's why they did this three, this triple threat match. To build to a rematch at WrestleMania Backlash with the added equation possibly of it being elimination. So that way there's no excuses. And, you know, it does give Daniel and Edge a reason to team up and take Roman out, get him out of the way, and then focus on each other. So that's what I think could happen. That could be the aftermath. But... Yeah, that main event lived up to all its hype. Lived up to all its hype. And overall, like I said, I think this was one of the better WrestleManias, you know, combining the two nights. You know, I thought this was one of the better WrestleManias overall. Yeah, it had a few clunkers here and there. There's no doubt. And I would have to give it a solid A-. minus. You know, the minus being you had those clunkers. You had the clunker with, you know, the Tag Team Paramount match. You had the clunker with the... Opening match and somewhat the tag, the women's tag team title match, the result of the turmoil match. So I give it an A minus overall. And also I have to add in the whole uh, Michael Cole botching up a few things. I don't know what was going on there. Now the now as you've heard, there is um, a change in commentary coming around in, in in this week. Tonight we got pretty much a semi new Raw commentary team with Corey Graves returning. And then you got this guy from ESPN. I can't. I don't know what his name is. Let me, let me look him up. 
Let me look this guy up. Hold on. Ardine, uh, Ardon, uh, Ardine, Adron, uh, Verk, Adrine, Ardine, Verk is going to take over. Adri, Adran, Adran, Verk is going to take over as the new play-by-play guy on Raw. But the thing is, what about Tom Phillips? You might ask. Well, we don't know. We don't know what happens to Tom Phillips. So. So you know we're gonna find out soon. My guess, this is even though we haven't heard anything yet, my guess is Tom Phillips is either gonna go to NXT and be the uh, the commentator there because he's been doing that lately, I think, or he's or Vic Joseph is gonna go to NXT, and I think Tom Phillips may replace Michael Cole because there has been reports over the past several months. That Michael Cole is going to start slowly transitioning to more of a backstage role, you know, if you will, uh, like a backstage mentor, if you will, for some of the announcers in the future. And this would probably explain why this change is happening. Thus, you're taking Tom Phillips and putting him over onto SmackDown to replace Michael Cole. And as far as Samoa Joe goes, he's either getting cleared to get back in the ring, thus you have a challenger for Bobby Lashley. Or you have a challenger for Roman. Or he's going to transition over to SmackDown to build maybe to that. Maybe that's why we're getting to change too. So Mojo's going to be a commentator on SmackDown. Maybe briefly to build to him and Roman down the line. So that's something to, to actually think about. But yeah, besides you know Michael Cole making the botches. Which I don't know. I don't know if it was scripted or on purpose. Because I don't know if maybe Michael Cole knows he's going to get replaced and, you know, he didn't think it'd be this soon that he's going to be transitioned over to his backstage role. I don't know. But uh, we'll have to see uh, what happens. We'll have to see what takes place. Uh, But overall, like I said, you know, WrestleMania, A-minus show. A-minus show. And the reason for the minus, like I said, was not just for the botches in the matches that I talked about, that everybody agrees Wabachi, not just because of the flubberness of Michael Cole's commentary, which again I could probably, uh, I could probably uh, guess is a result of him finding out maybe that this could be his last mania as the announcer, as the main play-by-play guy, and the next that next year maybe it's going to be Phillips or somebody else. I don't know if he did all the flubbering on purpose because of that. I don't know. Uh, I know some people might say, well, they were thrown off guard because of the weather. They weren't sure about the weather both nights. And that is true. I'll give them a little, I'll give slack there. I'll give a little bit of slack there that, yes, the weather did play a factor, especially last night. And, you know, some things being off track and maybe even somewhat tonight. Oh, last night, I should, oh, not last night. But what I'm trying to say is I can give, I can give a little slack. I can give a little slack on the fact that, yes, the weather did play a factor on Saturday and the uncertainty of it on Sunday did play a factor, even though it cleared up, thank God. 
Um, overall, you know, so and and, and you know, and um, overall, you know, it didn't like I said help you know people. It didn't help not just you know the commentating team, but the superstars as well because like I said, it threw them all off. They had to improvise. So I'll give them a little bit of slack there, but even but here's the thing. Here's the thing. We have seen Michael Cole in these kind of environments before. We have seen him in these kind of environments before. You know, it's nothing new for him. It's nothing new whatsoever. You know, he's he's a former uh, CBS journalist that used to report the news from the front lines of a war in, in the Middle East. So it's nothing new for Michael to, um, you know, to... It's nothing new for Michael not to try to improvise and or try to, you know, not make a mistake on the air, you know, because he usually doesn't. Like I said, he's done a lot of manias since fifteen as a play-by-play guy, and with the with the exception of a few, you know, he's never flubbed once. Well, maybe he has flubbed on a few occasions, but not as badly as he did over this past weekend. So. Again, I don't know if maybe it's because he knows this could be his last mania as the lead play-by-play guy, and he's going to suddenly be transitioned to a role that, you know, he knew he was going to go to, but not so soon. So, I don't know. I don't know, but overall, overall, I will say this. With those, like I said, with those exceptions, this was an A-minus show. But the the other reason I give it a minus... I don't know if I'm the only one that's dealt with this. And it's very similar to what was happening at the beginning of this stream. And it's somewhat what was happening with Alex's stream last night. You know, as well. But, here's the thing. Um, Saturday night, even with the weather situation they had there. My, my Peacock broadcast, the broadcast I got on Peacock. It was good. There was no delays, there was no interference, there was no freeze-ups or anything like that. Everything was good. You know, despite the fact that that was the night that pretty much put WrestleMania 37 night one in jeopardy. But overall, it was good. It was alright. No, no crappiness, no nothing. But then last night, I don't know what happened. I don't know what happened. Okay? I know it wasn't my TV. I know that because it would have done that a long time ago. And this is a fairly new TV. Okay? So I know it wasn't that. But to me, to me, I think somebody on Peacock's end or Comcast's end, Xfinity's end, was screwing up. Now, I paid my cable bill earlier that day. I paid it via mobily. So I paid it mobily. So there shouldn't have been no issues. My my thought process is because even though the skies were clear for Mania last night, there was still interference because of the storm. There, or there might have been interference, I should say. Let me correct myself. There might have been interference because of the storm. But I noticed something. I was noticing something. I was like... Okay, I met because I was seeing more than enough freeze ups and everything. 
And I'm thinking to myself, you know, and I'm thinking to myself, wait a minute. It froze up when Randy gave the RKO to the Fiend. Or just about gave the RKO to the Fiend. And won the match. It froze up when he did that. Okay. I can, and I'm thinking at first I can excuse that, right? I'm thinking at first I can excuse that. But then, but then it happened again in the second match. And ironically, it happened when Shayna Baszler got the kettle full of clutch on Nia Jax to, you know, get her to pass out. It froze there. And then, ironically, it froze somewhat during the Nigerian street fight. It froze somewhat during Kevin Owens and Sami Zayn. It froze at times during, well, not as much during Sheamus and Matt Riddle, but still there was a bit there. It didn't do it as much during Rhea and Asuka. And thankfully it didn't do it too much um, during Edge and Roman and Daniel. And that match had three had two concertos, if you know what I mean. So I guess you can kind of see where I'm going uh, I'm you know I'm heading towards with this, right? It seems that anything anytime there was a head shot, whether it was an RKO, the careful clutch, if you will, a brain buster on the apron, whatever the case may be, it always seemed to freeze up. It's almost like Peacock doesn't want to show people landing on the freaking heads because of finishers. Or people being put into a submission, if you will, that causes them to pass out. They don't want to see something that represents a, resembles a chokehold. And, and you know what? Salamonster said it best. And Jason, if you're watching this, I thank you. And by the way, Super Chats are open if you can just wondering. But Salamonster said it best. Because there was a backstage segment before Riddle and Sheamus. Between Riddle, Great Khali, and Rob Van Dam. And Rob Van Dam gave Riddle a pack of his RVD rolling papers, which I think is a thing he's, you know, doing now. And Salamonster said it best. He said, I've got a feeling that before that show ended, and before they put this on demand, they're going to edit that part out. And I just say to myself, you know, it's exactly what I said in the video about this. And that is now I'm wondering if WWE is regretting making this deal. I'm wondering. Because I guarantee you this. If this keeps up. I mean it's one thing to go through 1700,000 hours of content of the past. You know 30, 40, 50, 60 years of the WWE library. And all the other wrestling promotions they own the library rights to. It's one thing to do that, 
to make it more proper for today's society. But it's another to overstep your boundaries and suddenly cause some kind of freeze up when there's a potential, you know, head injury or whatever the case may be happening. And yet they didn't do that when Edge hit Daniel Bryan with a freaking concerto or when Roman hit Edge with a concerto in the main event. And they didn't do that. Well, they almost did it, but they, whatever the case may be, they didn't do it that much when Sheamus hit the freaking bro kick on Matt Riddle. So, to me, I'm like, I'm like, are you, are you serious? You know, I'm like, are you serious, you know, Peacock? Because I don't think WWE was behind it. It's, uh, it's out of their control. It's out of their control. Because guess what? Here's another thing that tells you that WWE, you know, pretty much probably made a mistake, you know, selling the network to Peacock. You want to know what the other mistake was? They had to keep promoting. The opening for both nights was the same opening, right? A little different, but same opening. But they basically had the they they, they had the voiceover guy, or the, one of the two voiceover guys they had for that opener. Basically, talk about Peacock and say, and even those of you that can't watch is on Peacock, or whatever the case may be. It's like, oh my gosh! And they had some plugs on Peacock, uh, and they had some people plugging Peacock during the event too. And if that's not enough, I don't know if this was a, a Vince McMahon call, a Kevin Dunn call. I don't know what this was. But almost every freaking five minutes, they kept doing a pan, and even Jason. Salamonster, you pointed this out, but you didn't say exactly what it was. But they kept doing these camera shots. They did a wide shot of the whole stadium. And every time they did that wide shot, you hear Michael Cole saying, This is Raymond, this is WrestleMania. This is Raymond James Stadium. This is Raymond James Stadium. Every five minutes. This is right. Every five minutes, wide shot of the stadium. We're at Raymond James Stadium. Raymond James Stadium. Raymond James Stadium. And look, I get, I get it. And I just hit my filter there. My pop filter there. But I get it. I get it. You're happy. You're proud. We all are. That WWE finally has live fans in attendance for a WrestleMania that should have happened last year. But thanks to the pandemic, it didn't. Look, I'm, I'm, I'm glad you're happy about that. I'm glad you're proud about that. But don't constantly keep doing it every five minutes for both nights. I mean, <laughs> I, I can count. I can count basically every, like I said, every five minutes. Five, ten, fifteen, twenty, twenty-five, thirty, thirty-five, forty, forty-five, fifty, fifty-five, sixty, sixty-five, seventy, seventy-five, eighty, eighty-five, ninety, ninety-five, one hundred. It felt like over a hundred times they kept doing a wide shot and saying, this is Raymond James Stadium. This is WrestleMania. Oh, look, I know you're happy and you're proud and you want to flaunt it. More power to you, but no. 
don't constantly do this. We get it. You're at Raymond James Stadium. You got a live crowd back. That's great. More power to you. We're happy about it. We all agree that it brought the energy to WWE that was long needed. That even Vince McMahon said was missing. But you don't have to keep constantly flaunting it and talking about it every fucking five minutes. Now again, I don't know if this was a Vince McMahon call to keep doing that or was a freaking Peacock call. And if it was a Peacock call, again, I guarantee you, I almost guarantee you, the WWE, there are some people in WWE right now that are going like, did we really make the right decision? And I'm hoping whenever they have to renegotiate the contract with Peacock to either keep, one, keep it on there for another few years, years or basically let them know during the renegotiations that, you know, we're only going to do these five years and we're going to go back to the network. We're going to bring it back to the U.S., which I think would be a good move. Whatever those renegotiation things are, I hope they tell them, I hope they tell them to their face that they are upset, they are sick to death of the interference that Peacock is doing. I mean, it's bad enough that AEW is now having TNT overstep their boundaries. Overstep their boundaries, yeah. You heard me. I did, like I said, I did a video on that. I'll, I'll show you. Let me, let me show you. Let me, let me, let me, let me show you. Let me, let me show you what I'm talking about. Okay, guys? Let me show you what I'm talking about. All right? Let me, let me show you. Let me, let me show you. And I know, this is probably the most I've been animated in a while, right? Right? <laughs> but let me show you. Right here. This video here. Right here. AEW versus Peacock and TNTs. This is what I titled it. AEW in WWE versus Peacock and TNT standards and practices and doesn't mean change to come. And look what I said there. Read that. Read that right here. Read this. Read that if you can. It says with Peacock scanning through over 1,700,000 hours plus uh, scanning over. Let me, let me read that. With Peacock scanning through over 1,700,000 th hours plus of WWE content. Does this mean WWE regrets the deal and will change come uh, come to it? I should have said to it. I'll fix that later. In the future with Peacock. And then this is what I say about AEW and TNT. And now TNT seems to be overstepping their boundaries with AEW in the weekly show. So does that mean a change of networks is coming after the deal is up in 2023-2024? You see what I'm saying? It's like nowadays, especially with this whole council culture deal and these Karens, if you will, it's like if you're a wrestling promotion, you got to find a network in a home that's not going to be afraid of standard. It's not going to be afraid of council culture. It's not going to be afraid of these Karens. That's what you need to do. That's what you need to do, honestly. It's like, it's like, again, you, you wonder if they're now regretting their decision. You got to wonder if they're now regretting their decision. Because guess what? If I'm WWE, if I'm AEW, and I have these networks interfering and doing things that they shouldn't be doing, then yeah, I'm pissed as well. I'm pissed as well. Because again... 
like I said, I don't know if I'm the only one that dealt with this last night. I don't know if I'm the only one that dealt with this last night. Because last night, last night, again, Saturday was good, even despite the weather delay. But last night, for some odd reason, there was interference. There was interference. And, and I'm like, and I'm like, what the heck? What the heck? You know? It's like, I, I, I just don't get it. I just don't get it. You know, I'm hoping WWE reconsiders what they've done with this deal. I hope, Vin, I don't know Vince McMahon, but I hope Paul Levesque, Triple H, I hope somebody that has some stroke around there goes and contacts Peacock and say, look, enough but you overstep enough but you overstepping your own the network for the next five years. But that doesn't mean you could just interfere in live events. Because I think that's what happened last night. Call me a conspiracy theorist, but I believe that's what happened last night. And if it wasn't for that, Honestly, even with the botches from Michael Cole and the botches through some of the matches and maybe the wrong booking decisions and all that, I probably would have given this an A+. I would have. But because of the addition, the big addition of this, of this freeze-up, that all I'm going to say is Peacock better get their act together. Because I guarantee you, if they keep doing this for the next five years, then that five-year deal is going to go out the window and WWE will find a legal way to get out of the contract and bring the WWE Network back to the States. Because you know why? A lot of, cause, and here's why. You know why? Because a lot of people believed this was going to happen, and it did. They felt this was going to happen, and it did. And hopefully, 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 WWE realizes the mistake they made. I hope they do. I really hope they do. <sighs> but overall, though, guys, I thought it was a thought it was a great review. I thought it was a great show uh, for both nights overall. I'm definitely going to try to get it onto DVD if I can because it's going to be on demand. And I'm not going to be surprised, and neither should you, because just like Solomonster said, there's going to probably be some edits to the freaking broadcast already. But let me know what your thoughts are, though, down below. What are your thoughts on WrestleMania 37 over the past weekend? Did you like it? Do you agree with the grade that I gave it? Do you believe Peacock, if you had issues like I did, have overstepped the boundaries? You know, let me know what your thoughts are. Comment down below. Thank you all for joining me for this live um, overview of WrestleMania 37. And the first time that I've been doing it, or the first time that I'm doing a live stream with the, you know, courtesy of the usage of the OBS Studio software. Let me know if you like this or you want me just to transition back and forth from doing this and just a regular live stream. Let me know what your thoughts are. And that's it, guys. Thank you all for joining me. And I'll be back, hopefully, with a Topics on My Mind uh, video. But again, let me know what your thoughts are. Again, I do apologize for the lag earlier. It seems that when you have Twitter on your screen and it's constant updating, if you will, of you know tweets coming in, 
that it's going to be interference and lag. But let me know what your thoughts are. Though down below of everything I've had to say, thank you all for watching. And I will talk to you all later. Peace out. God bless. Thank you all for watching. And again, it looks like... It looks like a little bit of uh, interference happened. But again, thank you guys for watching. And I will talk to you all later. God bless. Take care. Peace.